What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis. I hope everyone is doing well on a Monday. Had a chance to watch a lot of football over the weekend. Um, spent a lot of time with with friends and family watching all the games. So, yeah, I really hope, hope you all enjoyed the weekend. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in on the show. Um, as always, if you want to listen in on the show, we're on many different streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms out there. So we very much love you guys listening in on the show. And as always, feel free to let us know how we're doing, of course. Um, like, comment, and subscribe to the show. Yeah, all of that good stuff. It lets us know um, what we're doing and how we can improve for the future. So we very much appreciate it. Um, as always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's going on with you, Corey? How are we, how we feeling? We, I'm feeling good. We are feeling good. We Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling so good right now, Chris. I smell like money. I think we know mm-hmm. why, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> even for the listeners out there that probably, you know, took our advice to took your advice. Good, sir. Um, <laughs> on, on the Friday show, you know, they probably, you know, made a, a couple couple of dollars before they yeah, get paid. Yeah, pretty, yeah, a few pretty pennies, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great, you know, but, but besides, um. The betting end of things. Uh, we had some great games, and yeah. we had some some interesting outcomes, and a lot of outcomes um, that that you know some stuff I predicted, some stuff you predicted as well. It's a, it's a really just a really good week for the pod, and um, it's time to time to recap it all. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's go ahead into it, folks. Of course, um, we had one of the um, biggest games in the Big Ten this year. Uh, We had Ohio State going to Wisconsin um, to take on the Badgers. Um, This game was pretty close, uh, of course, at first, but um, Ohio State ended up running away with the game. And um, they defeated the Badgers 24 to 10. So Ohio State is now eight and zero, and Wisconsin is now five and three. Um, Ohio State's looking strong heading into the first um, college football playoff rankings, uh, which comes uh, comes out this Tuesday. Um, so they're they're looking strong, but um, yeah, overall. Um, Kyle McCord, um, he, 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 he that was that was sometimes he 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 made some good <laughs> plays, but for the most part, it wasn't a complete game. It, it wasn't because of Kyle McCord that they won. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I think we all know why they won this game, and, and it was because of Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course, a, a man that. You know, in this game, he he had six receptions, 123 yards, folks, and two touchdowns. 
Um, yeah, just a great game by him. Um, and a guy that we had talked about, Chris, on mm-hmm. the show, and we've talked about him many different times. <laughs> well, he's just so dominant. <laughs> that, you know, he, he's almost unstoppable. He's he's a specimen, mm-hmm. a beast. You know what I'm saying? We talked about his bio. You know what I'm saying? So, it's beast. It's beast. <laughs> that's, that's it right that's there. It. it just says beast. You, you see his stats. You see, oh, okay. That's why he's a beast. Yeah. But um, it, Marvin Harrison Jr. was spectacular. Um, and so was this Ohio State defense. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the defense held Wisconsin to, to 10 points. Um, the Badgers didn't even crack over 100 rushing yards for the game. They had only 259 total yards, 165 in the air, 94 on the ground. It's tough. You're going. You're not going to win many games when your offense can't produce. Ohio State, despite their struggles offensively at times with McCord, and you know this offense isn't necessarily spectacular. Nearly, they almost had 10 more first downs than Wisconsin. They had 23 compared to Wisconsin 14. So they did just enough on offense. But like you said, man, this game was all about Marvin Harrison Jr. And it was all about Ohio State's defense. And this is what this is the kind of game we said it was going to be on our Friday show. Absolutely. We we straight we straight up said the defense Ohio State is going to win games off the back of their defense, and that continued in this one. Um, and Wisconsin couldn't get anything going. It wasn't the prettiest game. I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably didn't watch this game all the way through. I I checked it out at times, but it wasn't it wasn't you know easy on the eyes to pay the least. <laughs> you know, um, but Ohio State's defense was the real deal and made some timely he plays, forcing a huge turnover in this ball game. Um, and also, Wisconsin wasn't able to execute when they had the opportunity in the red zone. A nice screen pass drawn up, but the receiver's knee was down, so it wasn't a touchdown. Became uh, a field goal. You know those. It's a big play in the grand scheme of things. So um, Wisconsin couldn't make the plays enough plays to overcome, you know, what is a thing we can very well say is an elite Ohio State defense. It's one of the better defenses in the nation. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, when you just look at how this season has been, um, that defense is a bright spot. Of this Ohio State team, um, they're just resilient, um, and they they definitely keep games close um, with opposing teams. So, and hey, you know, still um, we still give give kudos to um, their their offense when whenever they can make plays, of course. And it wasn't just Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Travion Henderson. Which is a great running back in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say he's probably one of my favorite uh, running backs in today's game right now. 
Um, you know, he he had a good day as well. Twenty four carries, one hundred and sixty two yards, and a touchdown to um, the touchdown <laughs> ceiling um, <laughs> that that pretty much sealed the game for. Um, <clears throat> so you know. When whenever this defense does step up and they step up a lot of times, um, it, it helps. It, it definitely helps out their offense as well. But um, but yeah, they they really um, turned it up a notch to hold Brayton Lock, which former Mississippi State um, player Brayton Lock and, and company um, to just ten points. So um, they they took care of business, and now. Um, they're chucking along uh, now that we're hitting close, closer and closer to the first rankings of the CFP. So uh, I'm yeah. interested to see how that happens this Tuesday. For sure, for sure. Um, something I think we can, I think we both will agree on is at this point in the season, you kind of you want your team to know who they are, and I feel like we know who the identity of this Ohio State team. And it's a team that is going to win games defensively. We, we said it on Friday's show, Alabama, they're one of those teams where they have, a, you know, their defense has been on point this season. And that's the same thing for Ohio State. I think they, they know who they are. And they will get the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. They'll get the ball in Henderson's hands. And, and um, they're going to rely on their defense to hold opponents to less than 20 points. Um, and that's their formula. You know what I'm saying? That's their, that's their recipe. There's their secret sauce. That ain't so secret. You know, that's, that's, that's how they're going to go, go, go out here and win ball games. And it might not be the prettiest. It ain't like how it's been of late with Ohio state teams, but it's been effective. And that's all I feel like, you know, head coach Ryan day can ask for at this point. He just wants to win. It doesn't matter how pretty it is or how ugly it is. He's in it to win it and trying to get a national championship at Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, I mean, we, we talk about all all the time. Um, you are who you are after, you know, a mid, midway point through the season. I mean, we will. Yeah, we're in November now, basically. You yeah, know, we well into that. Okie season is wrapped up. Halloween, you know. <laughs> Coming up, but uh, we're basically might as well say you know when when we talk college football, uh, when when we when they play when these teams play again, it's going to be November, right? Right, and they only have a couple of games left. Um, I, I know, like the the next biggest game for Ohio State should be that Michigan game um, coming up. Uh, it's a whole lot more interesting now with what's going on in Michigan. I, yeah, <laughs> and you know the Buckeyes was, is as they always do. They're circling that game, of course. Um, um, once that once that time gets here on uh, November the twenty fifth. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah this team right right now. I'd say they definitely have one of the better defenses. Um, if not the best defense in college football today, and hey, defense wins you championships, as you know people have said through history, and this might be 
the Ohio State team that can win a championship possibly because of their defense. They've mm-hmm. they've accepted the defense, baby. Yep. Just- Shout out to Coach Trestle. Yep, <laughs> exactly. One of the best days. It's one of those defenses, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it, it's working for them. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they can close out the rest of the season and go for sure. They, they, they will need Kyle McCord to take a leap and win them a ball game or two. You, can't, you can only rely on the defense so long, I feel like, in today's college football. So they will need their quarterback to grow up and have a game where he plays, honestly, great football. Not just a good game, but have a, a great game. Because all defenses, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time. I feel like before the defense has a day where it's, they need their offense to, you know, kind of go blow for blow when it becomes like a 31-27 or 34-31 kind of game where they where the defense makes timely stops, but to depend on this defense to hold their opponents to less than 20 points all the time, that is asking for a lot. It is. It, it is. Um, like, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they can pull this off, but, you know, after so long, you do need to generate a explosive offense to you know get you far of course I mean, once you're in the college football playoffs and I'm I'm not saying that it's a sure lock that Ohio State mm-hmm. still gets in it but from what it seems like they have been playing well enough where they can make a case but let's yes. say if they they get by the rest of uh, by the rest of the stretch of games that they have and they can get into that CFP like I want to see what Kyle McCord can actually do with this offense and with the weapons he has um, to make a run at it because there's going to be a lot of teams out there like your Washingtons, um, you know, Oregon, who we'll we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, (laughs) These are teams that are very explosive. You know, Texas, um, you know, I can go on and on. Georgia, Alabama's figuring some things out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't behold, but Michigan. Um, yeah, no. Michigan. Um, yeah, it's so many different teams out there that they have it right with their offense. Can Ohio State get there? We'll see. But um, but yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm definitely with you on that, Chris. It, I, I would love to see what happens going forward with this team. So, um, we, they have about four games um, left. Uh, the next game for them is at Rutgers. Um, that should be a win. Um, Michigan State, uh, Minnesota Ooh. at home, and then they have to go to the big house. So, yeah. That Michigan State game going to get ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, Spartan fans, if you know the season that you've been having so far with your coach leaving, and you know, they they, they already know it too. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, ain't got a warning. They already know what's coming. With exactly. That <laughs> exactly. You might as well just just take the take the switch off the uh, off the tree right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just hand it to Ryan Day. 
here you go. Here you yeah. go. I'll just go ahead and, you know, <laughs> take, my, take my three legs. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anything else you want to add to this game, Chris, before we move on? No, sir. We can keep it trucking along. All right. All right. Well, yeah, so um, Ohio State got the victory in that game over the weekend, and now we will head – over to Salt Lake City, Utah, where the Utah Utes hosted um, the Oregon Ducks over the weekend. And this game, Chris, got ugly. <laughs> you know. It did. <laughs> um, uh, Bo Nix and company put a shellacking on Utah, and they won this game 35-6. to um, Hey, Great game by Bo Nix, of course. He was 24 for 31, 248 yards through the air with two touchdowns. Um, Bucky Irvin, he had 14 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown in this game. Um, Troy Franklin was their leading receiver. He had eight receptions for 99 yards and one touchdown as well. So um, just a dominant performance by Oregon. They spread it out the ball about as much as they could in this game, and yeah, it, it worked wonders for them. So, uh, they got the W. They are now 7-1. Oregon is, and um, Utah is now 6-2. and two. And from what it seems like, everything should still be in front of Oregon um, to still try to make a run at the playoffs now. Don't you think, Chris? Everything is still in front for this team. Um, this game, honestly, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. When I watch Oregon, um, I guess maybe this is a TikTok moment, you know, or something. This is this is my my hot take, but <laughs> I think Oregon is one of the two best teams in the nation. When I watch them play, mm-hmm. they may have lost to Washington. But I feel like they are right there. I, I would have it, you know, Georgia, Oregon, Michigan as the big three uh, in college football of the best teams. I know Oregon has a loss. They lost on the road to Washington. But I struggle to find a more complete team than this Oregon team when, when you watched when you watch college football. Bo Nix has been sensational. He's in the Heisman running for a reason. Makes the right reads, makes big plays, and takes care of the football. Um, Troy Franklin is one of the better receivers in the nation. Bucky Irving just makes everybody miss when they try to tackle him. He's He's been a menace. The offensive line, defensive lines are physical. The whole team is just tough. And... They went to Salt Lake and uh, asserted their will against the Utes and scored in three of their first four drives and made a statement, quieted that place. It was kind of on cruise control for the rest of the game, but they have everything they want to accomplish is in front of them still. Got to take care of business and went out in the regular season and go get that Pac-12 championship. And I feel like if they do that, they are in the college football playoff. And I don't know if anybody wants to play them. I really don't think teams want to play Oregon. They are the real deal. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, like well, for the for the most part, we we said it um, all season so far, Chris. That um, Bo Nix, you know, he 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 plays. He's been playing lights out um, this season. He he played very well last season. We knew that he was going to um, light up the charts and really showcase why he is a Heisman contender. Um, but overall, with with that offense being so good, um, with Bo Nix at quarterback and, and Bucky Irvin and all of these pieces that they have, that defense has been um, also um, the leading heroes in mm-hmm. in this Oregon team. Um, so I I can definitely understand why people would put a Oregon team um, in the top three of um, the first season. Yeah, that's that's how I would look at the, the – I would do a power ranking. Like, if if everybody was on a neutral site, I'm struggling to pick someone to beat Oregon. Maybe Georgia. Mm-hmm. I still even personally think myself Oregon would beat Michigan. As impressive they have looked at times this year and they have played – um, there are teams with better resumes. Florida State has a better resume. Yeah. And they, they deserve to be ranked ahead of Oregon. But just straight up, everybody get on the field. We're at the Cotton Bowl, you know what I'm saying, playing neutral neutral site. <clears throat> All right, give me Oregon. Give me, that's just me personally. But um, they got some work to do still. To, to get their way in the college football playoff. But this win goes a, a, a long way in keeping their hopes and dreams and that goal alive. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, yeah, th- this team, they have that total package. They have every right I see for them to be um, in that top four by the end of the season. Um but you know they still have a mountain to to climb through um as we're wrapping up the season as we're getting closer um let me go ahead and and pull up just their schedule so um we can see what game so the next game is against Cal that should be a W um yeah. risky Cal team yeah I will. I will it say that. It should be a W, but it's a frisky team. Can't, right. can't overlook them. No, yeah. no, you, you can't. Ask, ask USC. <laughs> yeah, just ask USC, <laughs> which is their next game after Cal. So, um, like knowing that USC over the weekend they took care of Cal. Like that's that's also a team that that they can't overlook because. Caleb Williams is still a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback that can beat you, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't can't overlook that game. Um, at Arizona State, November the 18th, and then you wrap it up with Oregon State. So, you know, everything is still in front of them as long as they can mentally take these last four games week to week. And sure. um, you know, capitalize off off of that, and not get complacent, which 
Well, of course, you know Dan Lanning's going to um, yeah, relate that to his team. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't expect him to come out complacent. Um, no, not, not at all. Because if they do, then we got some problems. <laughs> That's all I'm he's, saying. He's honestly becoming one of my favorite coaches. You can just feel his energy when he speaks. And this team, you know, the better the the best teams are a reflection of their coach. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this team is definitely a reflection of him and his mentality and his he and his staff's efforts um, when it comes to game planning and prepping and, and how they go about business because they seem they are a team that's about business. Very mm-hmm. aggressive, tough team. So um, I enjoy watching Oregon. Um, I expect them to continue to do what they do. And on the Utah side of things, you know, They've, they've done well for themselves with, despite not having their starting quarterback. Um, they, they've been making a way, relying on the defense. They've, they're one of the better rushing teams, and they, they, got, they got shut down on the ground. I mean, this was, this was, this was a very impressive win by Oregon. We'll see how, how Utah bounces back. Um, you know, this is, I believe, what, their second loss of the season? Yes, this is their second <laughs> loss of the season. So we'll see how the Utes, how they close out the year. But, um, I mean, crazy as it sounds, I mean, it's, there's still a chance they can make the national championship. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a possibility you could have a, a two-loss team in the championship game. You know, Washington isn't by any means perfect. They... They have had their cage rattled the last couple, you know, last few weeks. That they hasn't. You know what I'm saying? It has not been easy for Washington by any means. So they are not unbeatable and unstoppable force. They struggle to run the football at times. They they've been very reliant on on Michael Penix's arm, and you know that can that almost came back to to bite them with him getting a, a late game red zone interception mm-hmm. late in the fourth quarter when the team was on the verge of cementing the ball game and gave Stanford life, you know, so anything can still happen this last month of college football, especially in the Pac-12. My goodness, the Pac-12 is, uh, <laughs> that's just, that's just an insane, insane conference right now. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, like you mentioned, um, teams like Stanford, of, of course, um, you know, wow, they're way out of contention, of course. They, these are teams that are that have found life at times, of course. and Very, very, very competent ball club. Honestly, Corey, they should have beat Washington. They were trailing – with the ball late by a couple points mm-hmm. and fourth and fourth down, they go for it. Their coach dialed up the perfect play to where the wide receiver, it was a uh, it was like a halfback pass. Wide receiver was wide open and the pass was there just a little short but still very much catchable, hit the receiver in the hands, and he was so open that he dropped it. Wow. 
That's how Stanford lost. Uh, I mean, Washington is truly probably still praying right now as we speak, thanking God that they won that game. Like, they really survived. And this isn't the only, the only time they survived. They survived against Arizona State. Mm-hmm. That was a ball game they didn't have an offensive touchdown. <laughs> they didn't have a touchdown on offense. You know, the Heisman Trophy front runner Michael Penix did not score a touchdown in that ball game. Like they have truly gutted out some wins. So anything can happen still in the Pac-12. I'll put it like that. Yeah, it, this team is. I mean this this league is about as wide open as it's it's ever been. Like when when was the last time the Pac-12 was this wide open? Um, I mean, I, I can't even think about um, the last just top to bottom, an extremely deep league. Like even the the bad teams, like Arizona State, that has one win that we just talked about, was right there against the top team in conference, a Stanford that only has two wins. They have one of the more dynamic passing attacks. And college football, when you watch them at times, I mean, they really can can fill it up mm-hmm. and make some big dynamic plays. So, this is not a league that you can take a week off. Very, very much SEC vibes in the Pac-12 this season. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely it, it's definitely getting interesting now in in the, in the Pac-12, and I think that's one of the reasons why um, this is. This season is so important um, for this league, and as as it's winding down, because you know everyone like college football isn't going to look the same when you have these teams spread out the way that they're about to be. Like things are about to. I'm so sick about that too. I know, I know. (laughs) It it really it really makes you irritated when you see how well the Pac-12 is doing and knowing that, you know, it's just going to go this away. This is it. Right. Yeah. This is, this is it, folks. So, <laughs> so yeah, from from top to bottom, you're definitely right, Chris. This league is as amazing as we've, we've been saying it is all season. And, yeah, it's got four more games to go. And that's not even counting championship games and playoff um, appearances that could be mm-hmm. on the horizon for this league. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we're definitely going to see well, what happens with the with the rest of the league. But as for Oregon, um, I definitely agree uh, with you. Like you said earlier, um, a great win from top to bottom. This team has all of the tools um, to be very successful. And, um, yeah, we're just going to see what happens going forward. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. So, should be a fun finish. We're getting, we're heading down the back stretch. Um, you know, as, as I, since I've been living in Kentucky the last couple of years, I, I understand, you know, the horse racing terminology. So, we're heading down the back stretch. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll we'll see who crosses the finish line, but um, but yeah, it's uh 
like you said, it's right there for Oregon, man. They just got to go out there and take it. Like, they literally have to take it, you know, with that loss to Washington on their resume. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, anything else you want to add um, to the Oregon-Utah game, partner, before we move on? No, sir. We can we can move on. Because uh, speaking of taking it from taking away the, the – the victory from the grips of their opponent, from their claws. That's what this team we're about to talk to talk about did. <laughs> oh my God! So you know, as as you've been living out in the bluegrass state for for several years now, Chris. You know me. Mm-hmm. I'm living down here in the Lone Star um, State. You know, I I. Live around all of these Longhorn fans, all of these legacy Longhorn people out here. I, I, I know they are grinning from ear to ear. You know that that is you are right, but that is a understatement, is what I say. <laughs> these <laughs> these fans are just they are just elated, happy, just just yes. jubilated, right? Yes, yes, that. What we saw over the weekend actually transpired. <laughs> and that is where people, I have to head down to Kansas, where the Kansas Jayhawks defeated, they upset it, Oklahoma 38 to 33. Um, yes. I, I am I am not joking, people. That happened. <laughs> um, this game was. <laughs> it, it, I can't even explain how ridiculous this game was, just because there was some defensive uh, stops, of course, um, that happened in this game. Lot. But my gosh, like. Yeah, though you had a, a weather delay, Corey. Yeah, yeah, we had. They, a weather. They, they had to get everybody out out of there. You know what I'm saying? It was <laughs> there was a whole weather delay. Like they didn't play football for like 35 minutes. <laughs> and then when they came out, everyone just decided to just be like, "Look, we're not. We'll throw the football, but we are running this football down each other's throats." And that's what mm-hmm. happened in this game. Like, I'm just looking at the stats right now. Yes, yes. From, tell, tell, tell the people the stats because it was it was a sight to see. <laughs> so for Oklahoma, and, and I'm saying this right now, like there were no passing touchdowns in this game, folks. This game was literally like a game back in the '60s where we are running this ball down people's throats. Oklahoma had a combined. Five touchdowns rushing, while Kansas had a combined four touchdowns rushing. Um, they also got a defensive touchdown as well from Melo Dotson. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> from the weather delay to just coming out, just just saying, "Hey, look, we going, we we running, we running this ball in the trenches." And yes, that's what you got, folks. <laughs> and you got a remarkable game from it that resulted in Kansas 
upset in Oklahoma. So, hey, uh, you know, Texas is looking at, at at that loss from Oklahoma now, and they're probably a little angry um, just because they knew that they should have had beat Oklahoma, but, hey, at the same time, it is probably a little funny to them. To know that for, for <laughs> sure, for sure, got beat by Kansas, which is a, a really good team at the end of the day. Kansas is a really good team. Kansas was right there, you know. Gave gave Texas a, a good ball game when those two teams met up. Um, but it's so the, the irony in this game: Oklahoma has struggled to run the football this year. They have struggled to 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 run the football. They they've been very reliant on Dylan Gabriel, his arm and legs. Mm-hmm. He has been the driving force a lot of times for this rushing attack. Yeah, this game, they actually could run the football, and they lost. <laughs> the dramatic irony. It's just it's crazy that they they ran the ball for over two hundred yards, had over a hundred yards from their tailback. Still, end up losing this game, and it's because Gabriel did not look like the player that we saw in the Cotton Bowl. No, you know that was that was a spectacular performance he had in that game, and he was not such in this one. Now maybe the elements had something to do with it. Um, you know. I don't think the stage was too big at all. He performed at, at, on the big stage and had, you know, like I said, the best game of his career. But this game, he didn't He didn't have it. He just simply didn't have it, Corey. Um, he had a bad pick six on an out route that he threw a, a late pass. You know, out routes, three-step drop, one, two, three, boom. You know what I'm saying? You got to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And if you hold it for one more count, you're giving the defensive back time to jump that route. And that's exactly what happened. You know, he, he held it one 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 count too long and one extra pat before letting it go. And that's the difference of this ball game. That that was the pick six that truly gave Kansas the life and the juice that they needed to be able to pull off this upset. Um, it happened early, you know, in the first half, and Kansas kept going step for step, punch for punch with Oklahoma, and eventually, you know, you, you get a touchdown the last minute of the ball game to to take the win, uh, to seal the deal and get the win. So, credit to the Jayhawks for making Oklahoma play their game. You know what I'm saying? Like we knew Kansas could run the football going into this game. But they, the Oklahoma wasn't able to be that high-powered, over-the-top offense that they normally are with offensive coordinator Jeff Levy mm-hmm. calling the plays. So I think that was a difference. The difference in this game is that they made Oklahoma adapt to, I guess, the elements. You could say the running game was working, but it kind of played into Kansas, you know, to Kansas hands in the kind of game they wanted. You know, limit possessions. 
be who can ultimately get the last touchdown, have, who has the ball last is going to win. And, you know, Kansas got the ball and had a, a very nice drive to close the game and get the victory. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> that that Melo Dotson interception definitely set the tone for Kansas in, in, in this football game. And with Dylan Gabriel. When when he does make good throws, he makes exceptional throws. But sometimes um, there are those moments where he doesn't make that right read, of course. And that's just something that he just definitely needs to work on. As you can see from the stats, of course, nothing's wrong with his legs, of course. He his two legs were just fine. He scored him three touchdowns in the football game, <laughs> but you need more than that to, you know, really um prepare your teams to victory. And he has weapons out there uh, in the receiver position. Drake Stoops is a is a pretty good receiver out there. Brennan For Thompson. Sure. I mean, we we talk about Brennan Thompson. He's also um, really mm-hmm. good. Um, Farouk, Jaleel Farouk. I mean, uh, these are capable good wide players. receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he does have to be become a better passer for this OU offense, and you know, we just didn't see it on Saturday, and as a result. It really um, put them <laughs> put them in a pickle, I, I, I'd say. And Kansas, they they pretty much capitalized off of it. And hey, hats off to them. So without I, their starting quarterback, yeah, without their starting quarterback, and you know, Jason Bean, he's he's still out there holding it down for um, Kansas right now. So. It's, it's it's definitely one of those games where you know um, Brent Venables wish he, wishes he could take it back for his team. It could start over like a video game, but hey, he he, he might think that, but you, we could, we always keep it a band on this show. That scent, that upset scent, that stench, that smell, it was. It was Mary. It was it was that aroma. It was in the room. You know what I'm saying? You can you can see the writing on the wall for an Oklahoma upset. They just escaped UCF last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that one could have very well been a loss for them too. So yeah, that was kind of the precursor to what went down this past this uh this weekend. Yeah, and and. I never said anything about it, Chris, because it scared me. I was like, I was like, man, you always see those teams where they win that big game that they're not supposed to win. They're riding high, and then the next week they kind of have that lull. They kind of celebrate a little bit too much, and mm-hmm. you always think about it, like, could this be the week that they just mess all of that momentum up? By not being prepared after um, after winning a big game, and you just kind of think about that a lot of times with with some teams, like are they coming in a little bit too high on their horse? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you never know what they're thinking, but they escaped with, with a W in that game, and they very well could have lost. So for me, I was just like, this this can't be them, right? And then you get to this game in Kansas. They got exposed a little bit. Something. Yeah. They, they, there were, I'm sure there were some things Kansas saw in that film. They're like, okay, noted. And, you know, they 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 made it happen. They they finished with what UCF couldn't. So um man, shout shout out to Kansas. Yeah. On a on a huge win and continuing to to play really good football this season, like I said, you know, they're similar to Utah, man. Just Daniels can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And um it does make you wonder what could have been if they had Daniels for maybe the Texas game, but this team has shown that they can pull off the big one, the big win, like they just did, despite not having their their stud quarterback. So uh, Kansas is not a team you want to overlook. Look, you know, whenever you if you have them on your schedule coming up soon. So uh, big, big. Big credit to to the Jayhawks, man. Jayhawk fast, as as my guy Brett Hudson, you know, would, would like to say. Uh, he they 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 did their thing, man. They did their thing. Yeah, yeah, they they did, and now um, their last four games of the season, I definitely think are, they're pretty manageable now. I mean, you got at Iowa State, which. It, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. When, when you look at it now, uh, that that is going to be a really good game. And oh, Iowa State, <laughs> no and behold, is um pretty much tied. They've been cooking, for, man. Ever since they had that, that tough start to the season, they are looking really good in conference play. Yeah, they're, they're tied for second in conference play, along with Oklahoma State, Texas, and in Kansas State. So, look, everything that. is in front. Of that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, the we talk about the Pac-12. The Big Twelve has some hitters too, bro. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State and Kansas State. Those two teams are the real deal. Yeah, uh, they are. They are for real. Um, I'm sure we will talk about Oklahoma State uh, in in later this week for sure, but. Um, Oh, we got Bedlam That's coming a, up. We got Bedlam coming up, man. But this this is the last Bedlam for for a while, or at least that we know of. Yeah. Nah, I man, can't believe that's going to be crazy. I can't believe it either. That makes no sense. That is, that is so bad. That is that is a beloved rivalry of of mine. You know, as a college football fan, we love Bedlam. Mm-hmm. Bedlam, you gotta Bedlam is you got to love Bedlam, man. Bedlam is Bedlam. So um, you, be you can just only imagine. You can only imagine how turned up, juiced up Oklahoma State is going to be for that game, knowing that they won't see Oklahoma again in the meantime. Yeah. So that will be a classic. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call it that. That's gonna be a, a absolute thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I can't wait for us to talk about the about that game this um. Coming Friday, so it's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, we can't wait for y'all to listen to that show. But um, but yeah, it, 
Like everything is in front of of Kansas. Um, after yeah, the you said the guys. Yeah, I would say who are the three after? Um, they have Texas Tech and Kansas State, both home games. Cool. Yeah, both uh, home games. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that Kansas can. State game. Ooh, that's gonna be tough, boy. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> that <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a street fight right there. Sure is. Sure is. Kansas State. Look, records. You throw records away. You just look at teams play. The last month, man, Kansas State. You can make a case. They like one of the fifteen best teams in the nation. Mm-hmm. They just thumped, thumped Houston. Forty-one zip. <laughs> Forty-one zip. Hey, they're making it look easy out here. <laughs> so, don't 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 overlook Kansas State either. Mm-hmm. We'll I'm sure we will talk about them later this week as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We look, we got enough room for they for they the they, they, the they, have, they got a big time game coming up too. I'm sure you're you are very aware of in the long long star state. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I I'm definitely ready to see what happens in that game. It's, one of the weird, weirdest games for um, UT fans, of course. When, when you, 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 y'all are afraid, you have good reason to be. That's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> and and hey, look, you gotta it's protect home field, easy, UT. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. And Kansas remembers what, what happened last season, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They ain't trying yep. to. <laughs> they 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 still see a lot of success in front of them, so it's gonna be interesting to see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. man. But um, but yeah, and then um, the last game, um, they capped uh, Kansas caps off the regular season uh, with Cincinnati. They have to go to Cincinnati, which they should uh, easy money. Game, so. Easy money. Yeah. 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 But um, but yeah, it you know hats off to to Kansas getting the W against Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens between both OU and Kansas. Um, can OU dust dust the shoulders off and figure this out throughout the rest of the season, or can Kansas work up some more magic with um Jason Bean? Um, going forward, so it, sky's the limit for both teams. I, I still feel like. Oh this yeah, was a good yeah. game. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add to this game, Chris? Before we move on to our last game. Nah, we we said it all, man. We can go ahead and and, and uh, move on. All right. Go go back out west. Yes, that we will do, sir. So, <laughs> we will cap today's show um, off back in the Pac-12 because this was a game that both me and you talked about, Chris, on our Friday show where you actually um, had a prediction of this matchup on Bolton's bets. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, 
when, when it happened, I was just like, the prophecy has been written <laughs> by the one true Christopher Bolton. Oh, man. I mean, Appreciate it. I mean, that, that's just what he does, folks. He's just that good <laughs> at this. <laughs> I, I told y'all what Oregon was going to come and do, and I told y'all what Arizona was going to do. Man. I'm, I'm telling you, like that. He he knew it before we do. We we just <laughs> he was trying to steer us in the right direction, <laughs> and and look at us now. We're, we're 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 clapping our hands. We are bowing down to you, sir. Ah, man, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we're gonna show love to Arizona, man, because they. They put on they they put on a very good gutsy performance. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yes, like you, like you were saying, um, Arizona pulling off the the home upset win over what was then the 11th ranked yeah. Oregon State. Oregon State, 11th ranked Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um, in a game that whew, if you. If you love you, if you was able to stay up and watch it, it was sure a good one. 27-24, Arizona got the dub over the Beavers. Um man, this was a Pac-12 after dark special. This was a very good game. It turned up at the end. You know, it was the battle of the defenses throughout. And in the fourth quarter, the offenses just woke up and cranked it up. Both teams put up 14 apiece in the fourth quarter. Ultimately, though. It's Arizona that gets the win. Um, their quarterback, Noah Fafita, 275 passing yards, three touchdowns. Um, I mean, he was spreading the ball all around. And Arizona is now 5-3 and three this season. But don't let the record fool you. This is a really good Arizona team that still might not be finished making noise and causing damage in the Pac-12. It's a real. This is a really good team. I really like what I, I'm seeing from them. It's the reason I picked them. Like I gave my breakdown on Friday, they have a couple of overtime losses in you know, under their belt and just uh. Lost to Washington by a touchdown, you know. They had, they were just right there from getting that big win. And I feel, you know, I feel like uh, being at home, they could make that happen. And, and then, you know, the stars aligned and everything aligned for them to, to get the win. But this is a win that's been a long time coming for this team. And it's a big win for this Arizona program because... They bring back a lot of pieces next season, too. They still got a lot they can accomplish this year, but Arizona isn't going away anytime soon, Corey. No, not at all. And, and looking at their last four games of the season, um, it, all of these games, um, you, you know, you're still playing against some some quality teams, uh, of course. Um, UCLA is is coming up this, this um, Saturday. And then, That's um, gonna be a good one. You still That's have Utah. Mm-hmm. And know. I think they, they they're they're in good shape against Utah. Ugh. Yeah. 
we need to see if can can Utah put up points. I know Arizona can, so we'll have to see how how Utah kind of bounces back from Oregon. But yeah, that's that's a winnable game for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you you got those two games alone that uh, you know anything can happen in those. There's games. a statement games too. If you win both of those games, even though you have three losses, I feel like Arizona would be a a top twenty five. CFP poll team. I think and then so. when the, you know what I'm saying. I think if you win both of those games, you'll be ranked in the top 25. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. So, yeah, I mean, and then you have um, at Colorado, so you know you're gonna have a lot of eyeballs watching you um, with that game. Um, mm-hmm. um, Arizona State um, is your last game. Rivalry game, you know. Your rivalry yeah. game. And you you can win out. Arizona State. Yeah. Sky's the limit. <laughs> you know, if they handle their business, um, yeah, they'll be a 9-3 football team. They, they can very well be a 9-3 team. I think at the least, I think they split Colorado, I mean, um, UCLA and Utah. I think at the least, they split those two. And I think they win against Colorado and Arizona. So you can have an eight and four season in this uh, year where the the Pac-12 ain't no joke, um, and go on to play in a bowl game and possibly, possibly have a nine or at best case a double digit win season. You know, possibly getting ten wins. We'll see, but. Bro, their starting quarterback is a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's not perfect. Fafita is a freshman, man. And he's been very composed this season. Jonah Coleman running back, sophomore. I'm, t- I'm going to just go ahead and tell y'all right now. Arizona will be a ranked team next season. Like uh, throughout the season, they will be a top twenty-five team, and they will be a threat in the Pac-12. They are still a threat this year. Can very well maybe work their way to somehow being at the cusp of playing in the Pac-12 championship, or at least being high in the rankings in the Pac-12. But listen to me now: they are not going anywhere. Arizona is the real deal, and you do not want to overlook this team this isn't this isn't um you know the, the arizona team you just might oh uh, they ain't nobody it is it's an easy win you know what i'm saying just a little five six seven win team no this team this team is the real deal for this season and for years to come the future is bright there yeah yeah and i know you had mentioned the um the the pack 12 so for next year they're going to be a part of the Big 12 Conference. Um, I, um, just remember it. So mm-hmm. uh, when, when you look at how the Big 12 stacks up and with OU and Texas leaving, uh, right. they're going to be coming right. in along with Colorado. I look at this Arizona team being most likely at the top of the Big 12. Who's making they can they can have that kind of year where it's similar to how when Missouri entered the SEC and like all of a sudden 
Missouri and Texas A and M. We're like, oh shoot, y'all are good. <laughs> like that first first couple years, they was in the SEC. They were right there in it. Even Missouri had a conference championship game appearance. So you know, um, yeah, you know this. That's the kind of splash Arizona can make next season in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, when your your core of star players, like standout guys, are freshmen and sophomores. And yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a recipe for success. I tell you that much. It, it surely is, man. It surely is, and you can tell these guys—they really rock with each other. Like mm-hmm. they, they are, they are a team. When you kind of you see the mannerisms and just um, the camaraderie and the energy, you know that they that they have together. I feel confident that in today's college football, that they still they. They might not get poached. I think those guys might stick around at Arizona. So we'll look and see. Because, you know, it's very interesting. You know, everybody loves to try to ship off the next big thing that's at a a program that's not normally hot. They try to get him to a a big, bigger school. Say they're going to transfer for NIL money or whatever. (laughs) We'll see how things play out with this group. But if... They can hold it together. If Arizona's head coach and their staff can hold this, the glue, glue, you know what I'm saying, the meat of this team together, mm-hmm. they, they can very well, like you say, have a huge year next year. Year one in the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, they can have a huge year to close out this year. They can they can very well be a 9-3 team. Yeah. That. You know, with the hopes of getting that tenth win in a bowl game, it's everything is right there in front of them. They're getting better, and yeah, I'm I'm interested to see can they pull this off. I think with the experience that these young guys are getting, um, Fafita and and um, the running back that you just mentioned, um, yeah, Coleman, mm-hmm. Coleman. Like, sky's the limit for this team. It, I, I think they could pull it off. So it's going to be interesting to see what Arizona can do uh, finishing up this season. For sure, I'll be I'll be tuned in. Um, I uh, I should almost I try to get eyes on like all the Pac-12 games this year. They just. Like we said, we've already sung the praises of the conference. So it's been it's some really good football going on there. And you can you're gonna see some really good players. So I'm definitely gonna be trying to watch uh these these especially this UCLA game for sure coming up. See how that one plays out. Cause we talked about the potential of this young team. But there's also the reality of after a huge program season-defining win like this, you already mentioned it before, you might be smelling yourself a little. You know, the cologne might be a little stronger than it was before. You might be smelling yourself a little too much. <laughs> and it's, 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 there's a chance you can get smacked that back down to reality. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how this team responds to getting that big win. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, young teams... You kind of go through some growing pains, some some lumps. They might get beat by UCLA, but if this team 
stays level-headed and gets follows up a huge win with another big win against another ranked conference foe. Oh man, now, now we're really talking. Yeah, and now now we're cooking. Now we cooking mm-hmm. with some real grease. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, yeah, fish, fish fry ready grease, fish <laughs> grease for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they got the they got the fish fry ready no, outside. They got, they got the 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 hair the hat hair. You know what I'm saying? The little hats, the um, bonnets you put on. The cafeteria ladies have on. The hats. They got the fish and the flour and the, and, and the fish fry seasoned up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> drop 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 another piece, another fillet. <laughs> <laughs> like we really cooking at that point. Oh man, that that's how prepared they are. <laughs> that's definitely how prepared. They got they the are. Louisiana hot sauce out there on the table, oh ready for, for when the fish comes out. I mean, if they get that win, we 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 own or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited, Chris. I'm 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 eager to see what happens with this Arizona football team through this um four game stretch as we we close up the season but um but yeah it was great win for the wildcats um for the beavers we'll see um what happens with them um can they figure something out <laughs> late in the season uh, of course because i mean they still have Oregon and everything um, in front of them, so um, yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's a tough ball, but coming up this Saturday, so possible chance for for bouncing back. I mean, you know, cop has some guys, but they they are still in the early stages of of the Coach Prime era, so they're trying to figure things out on the go. You know, mm-hmm. um, Colorado can be exposed. At a lot of scrimmage, you know what I'm saying, with with their undersized offensive line. So it might be an opportunity for a get back physical game for for a very for a good Oregon State team. Boy, it's like they got beat down. You know what I'm saying? It just they got beat in the waning moments of the fourth quarter. It was a it was a close game. So uh we'll we'll see how they how they bounce back. But um but yeah, it's it, it'll it'll be interesting because you know Colorado wants to get back to winning too. So I don't know. That'll definitely be a game that you know what I'm saying have your eyes on. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be interesting to see what see how they respond after losing the game like like that over the weekend against Arizona. So, but you know we will we will be watching it. We will keep our eyes. Out to see what the Beavers do. So. Yes, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled on on what the Beavers do, and uh, I don't know about you, I'm gonna keep my eyes peeled to see see what information comes out of the state of South Carolina. Oh, <laughs> from the from the University of Clemson. Uh, well, from you know, from Clemson to be specific, look, Clemson University. Look, things are things are looking so good out, out there in Clemson land right now. I, I mean, what, what can you say? 
the board lost again. I said, I brought it up. They was playing NC State. I said, hey. <laughs> and, and, and they lost. Ooh, it gonna, they they got DJ up out of there, and you know DJ. They, they I know Oregon State just lost, but they having a better season than Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> And, and not only that, Clemson got to play uh, a Notre Dame team this coming Saturday. I mean, oof. look, it 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 doesn't stop. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't stop, Dabo. Like boys, they four and four right now. They lost. They lost to Duke, Florida State, Miami, NC State. Now they gotta play Notre Dame, and then after that, are they gonna are they, they gonna play, play in the bowl games? <laughs> Look, I I'm looking at this schedule right now, Chris. I, I'm looking at it too. I'm looking at it with you. There's just hey. it's it's up in the air. It's up in the air. Let's just be real. Uh, yeah, it is. They can win these games. And they can lose these games. <laughs> they could go eight and four. It's not impossible for them to win out. Or they can go four and eight. It's not outside the realm of possibilities that they lose out either. <laughs> I just don't see I, I just don't see Clemson doing it, but who knows? I mean, we've seen weirder things in college football, but uh, if you had to predict, looking at the four games they have next, they have a, a showdown against number twelve Notre Dame. Then you also host Georgia Tech, you host North Carolina, and you finish off the season with your rivalry game at South Carolina. What do you anticipate their end of the season record being? I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I do. I think they will be five and seven. So you think they lose this week and to the Carolina schools, or you think and they, they beat Georgia Tech at home? I think they'll lose the next three games, mm, and it'll be South Carolina. But beat South Carolina. I, I if they. They're, they're just a better team. And I say slightly better team than South Carolina. I get that. I If your, if your scenario plays out, brother, I think they lose out. I think, they, I think this team loses all hope, all willpower. You think the wheels fall lose. off track? Oh, my goodness. They lose the next. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be one, two, three, four, five straight losses. Yeah. Oh boy, ain't no wheels on that car. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be riding on on hubcaps. They be lucky to be having some hubcaps on there. <laughs> they gonna be they gonna be on a standstill. They ain't riding nowhere. <laughs> They'll they'll be going four and eight if that's if that happens. Man, <laughs> they they need to the Georgia Tech game. 
is critical. This game is critical too, but I really don't expect them to be another time. Yeah. I think they'll be four and five. That Georgia Tech game, though, and Georgia Tech is a very good offensive team. <laughs> hey, Georgia Tech for the points. Look, I don't know what's come over Georgia Tech, but they are figuring out ways to be a dominant team. It's it's almost like Georgia Tech. They remind me of Arizona right now where they're figuring they some things figuring out. They are figuring it out. I can see that. Yes. yes. You know, they have a new coach as well. They're figuring some things out. Haynes King is <laughs> he playing lights out right now for Georgia Tech. Like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen a Georgia Tech team this dominant quite a while. Like, they're playing, they're playing lights out right now. It's very interesting. And speaking of Georgia Tech, getting the win over, getting looking, figuring it out. <laughs> that that movie we saw last year is playing in theaters again. Corey, North Carolina just just lost another game <laughs> after a hot start to the season. <laughs> it's Ooh. almost like we've seen this before. Oh man! Look, sir, hey, with with your track record. Right now, with with um with bets and seeing the future with North Carolina right now, look, I, I just I'm walking with you anywhere, sir. You you know <laughs> the future more than I do, and any of us do. I'm listening oh, to you now. I'm listening to you. Now. <laughs> uh, I appreciate right. it, bro. But yeah, it's it's so interesting, man, to see North Carolina like they they got off to such a hot start just like last year. Mm-hmm. That is a big win for Georgia Tech, man. Big big win for Georgia Tech first the first year for their head coach. But man, college football, even the games that aren't the big time games. It's the gift that keeps on giving. There is is so much playing out in front of us. Yeah. And on on the college football landscape, I mean, it's it's a a true joy. Sticking with the ACC, Miami and Virginia, that game went to OT. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched that game. Virginia is a good team. Do not let that record fool you. (laughs) And guess who they played this week? Figuring some things out. Guess who they played this week, too? Um, Florida State? Georgia Tech. Two <laughs> teams <laughs> figuring it out at the same time, both meeting up. Oh, man. That game has no no big-time implications. <laughs> it but I'm still find my way to watch it. When does this game air? Oh, my God. This is a 1 p.m. game on the CW Network. Look, let me tell you something. Those CW Network games are fun. Like, I'm like. That's what so Miami weird. and Virginia was on. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird to watch them. I'm like, I'm watching college football on the CW. On the CW. Oh, they, ain't been, they have not been missing with their slate. i tell you that right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that long game. It's like, look. If you ain't got cable, we get you got this game. <laughs> we're gonna show you this game, and we're gonna promise you this might be 
sleeper this game of the week. Might be the best game of the weekend. Get your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. But, but yeah, it's no. Nah, it, what a crazy weekend it was. You had Georgia beating down on Florida, of course. They, figuring it out with, even without a Brock Bowers. Lad, Lad McConkey. <laughs> we said it Friday. They going to get Lad the ball. And that was one of the first things they did. They got Lad the ball. He got the <laughs> touchdown. Look, man, at, at some point, you just, just got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and, and Curtis Martin, he knew. He knew. He, <laughs> he knew. He knew. So, he knew. So yeah, um, great yeah, weekend, George's, man. Yeah, George riding high, and then yeah, all of yeah, all around, just a great weekend. But um, but yeah, Chris, um, I, I will say before we head out, um, on Tuesday night we do have the first CFP poll. Um, do you have a top four? Um, to close out the show that you think is going to be in the top four? I think you will see you will see Georgia number one. Mm -hmm. You will see I'm curious to see how the the CFP will play out because I think Michigan will probably should be like number two at least. Mm Mm-hmm. But based off how dominant they've looked this year, I wonder how much this the the allegations, this investigation plays into the voters' minds. But um yeah. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and I think you'll see Ohio State. Even though Washington has a premier win over Oregon, I think Ohio State's going to get that four spot just because of the fact Washington hasn't looked too hot like we detailed the last two weeks. And I think that will be a factor in the voters' minds. Okay. Um, for me, I, I of course, I have Georgia 1. Um, That's my prediction for how I think they will be. Yeah. They, they will vote. Yeah. Okay. For me, I have Georgia 1, Oregon 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio. I would State, love Florida to be two. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ohio State three and Florida State four. And I have Washington like right after, pretty much how it is right now um, with the AP poll, where they're just at number five. Um, they're on that cusp, and it's mainly because of the game that they had this past weekend. And For sure. We're still trying to see because we mm-hmm. only have a handful of teams um, that are undefeated. Um, I probably have Michigan right behind Washington right now, and then we will see what the allegations of sign still and all that stuff is. Right, I think, like I said before, I think Oregon is a top two team in the nation. I just I understand though with people's resumes and just you know you kind of vote on how things have played out. Um, I, I see Oregon probably being number six in the nation, but in my eyes, I think they're the second best team, but they got to go out there and prove it still. You know, you know, they got to, they got to go out there and win out, but yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I am very curious to see how the playoff this first, the first rankings, playoff rankings look. Yeah, me, me too. It's going to be interesting on Tuesday night to see. They can look like they can look one way, and as we know, they they will end up looking another when the season's over. Look, it, and look, people. I, I know right now they're they got their own rankings, just like we got our own rankings, and it's by Tuesday night, it's not going to look anything. <laughs> Man, we we know that all too well. <laughs> Jeopardy question. Fun fact, people. The very first installment of the college football playoff poll. Guess who was the number one team the very first time it was released? Well, Mississippi State team. Who had that? Who had that on on the bingo cards? On the whiteboards? <laughs> and, the, and they ain't make it in the playoff. Right. We'll put it like that. Exactly. <laughs> So you, you just never know. You just never know. Never know. But um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday night. Um, I know both of us will be watching, and uh, we'll probably be um, um, having plenty of dialogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure on um on Twitter. But um, but yeah. Um, before we head out, Chris, go ahead and let the good folks know where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12 and follow me on the gram on IG at Chris Bolton underscore. And we can we can talk it all, man. College football, NFL, NBA, college hoops is tipping off. I mean, this we are. We can talk MLB. I love my baseball as well. We're in we're in the trenches of the World Series. I mean, it's. It's going down. So this is an incredible, just a chef's kiss of a time of year right now with everything playing out. Absolutely. I definitely agree. So, yeah, it, yeah, we got a lot of, lot of um, just great stuff all around going on with the World Series um, going on. And, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely see how all of – all of the crazy stuff in sports um, shapes out, but um, but yeah, for for me, um, you can follow me on X as well. Everyone, um, um, at listen to KSW. I'm on there talking college football, wrestling, video games, all of that good stuff. So be sure to follow me on there. Um, but yeah, that's it for us guys. We appreciate you all listening in on this show, and um, we will see you guys on friday um for our week 10 prediction show so uh, and another installment of bolton's bet yes i got y'all yes so the the prophecy known <laughs> as chris bolton will be back with some more picks y'all so uh, so uh, we definitely can't wait for that <laughs> as well <laughs> but um but yeah that's it for us y'all um, everyone take care, have a great week, and we will see you guys later on, um, on Friday. Peace. <laughs>